up, everyone? Welcome to episode 192 of the Game Explained Real Talk podcast. As always, I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and this week I'm joined by Andre Seekers and Tom Arnold. So, yeah, it's actually been a little bit since we've had you on, Andre. You've uh, been quite busy. Uh, as yeah, well, I, I, I tried to be on a couple weeks ago when I was on, but then the recording <laughs> failed, so that uh, doesn't technically count, I suppose. We, we had your replacement, Nandre, and if you want to hear the Nandre version of a lost podcast, because we couldn't record it, I guess that is up on the Patreon as an exclusive. So Arguably a bonus, or not. Maybe, Maybe kind of. Figure <laughs> out the context sure. of what we're talking about, because you did talk quite a bit during that one. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> uh yeah, so yeah, I haven't. I, I feel like I've just been extremely busy this entire quarantine. Um, just with a variety of things. The most recent big project, though, was finishing up the Paper Mario analysis. But that wasn't on last week, right? And that probably was be- why yeah. it wasn't on last week. Yes. So but I was up till 6 a.m. working on that stupid thing. <laughs> and that was after <laughs> um, I did some editing for you. <laughs> yeah, and I brought in the whole crew for that. John helped out, Jordan helped out, uh, and Don helped out. There was no way. I thought, man, it, 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 I always underestimate how long these things will take. But I'm like, oh, I'm in a good place. This will be ready by tomorrow in no time. And like it, as the day went on, I'm like there's no way this is gonna be ready by tomorrow. And even how like how, like I don't know how long it will have taken me by myself. Uh, probably another couple of days at least. But yeah, glad that got done. Um, pretty happy with how that turned out. I uncovered far more than I thought I would, so that was good. And then in the small amount of free time I have had, I managed to fit in watching. Spread out over like several nights. I watched uh, the Back to the Future trilogy again. Oh, nice! And yeah, I no. forgot how good those movies are. Specifically, the first one's fantastic. Um, but the, as a trilogy, it's probably one of the better trilogies out there, uh, if not the best trilogy, I think. And yeah, I, I, I know I did some other stuff in there, but I can't remember what. So mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, are you a fan more of three or two? Three. All right, man of good taste. Yeah, two. Yeah. I mean, two. Two's kind of fun once they get into the. Um, like when they revisit, like when you see things that already happened from a different perspective, that's kind of fun how to play with the whole time mechanic more than in, in, in anywhere else in the series. But yeah, as as a story, it just kind of falls short of the other two, I find. Whereas they're more self-contained and tell a more linear narrative, um, more linear story, I should say. Mm-hmm. And they're just more fun, I think. Uh, two's kind of weird and a little bit goofy at points. Um, but yeah, I, still yeah. like, I still like it for what it does. But yeah, one and three are the stronger ones. Two for me, I mean, the, its whole problem is they they what, it had a sequel. They had a sort of setup for a sequel at the end of the first one, even though they had no plans to make one. Right, it was uh, a joke. It was a, yeah, yeah, it was just a joke. But now we have the whole got to go to the future because of your kids. Why are we doing that? <laughs> yeah, right. Can't you just tell Marty to do it better? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Raise your kids yeah. better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it kind of gets around that, but once you get through that plot point and it gets the real plot started, uh, it's all it's, it's so much better, and I think yeah. it does pick up. And uh, Biff running the present, I think, is weirdly prescient. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it yeah. really is. It's amazing how on the nose that is, and also hats off to that actor. I don't know his name. But like every every rendition of Biff, there's like what four or five of them in the trilogy. Mm-hmm. They all stand out. They all feel incredibly unique, which is amazing for like you know as similar as they otherwise look. They all feel very very uh, distinct from one another. Yeah, and it's such a major difference even in the original movie because you had original present Biff and then you got new present Biff, and right. it's very yeah. different. And then you got old Biff. Yep. <laughs> it's always. It must be hard to play a jerk sometimes as an actor, but it's it's funny when it's like you get 
super helpful Biff at the end of the movies. He's like, oh, let me do that for you, Mr. McFly. And <laughs> like washing his car and stuff. <laughs> it's yeah, like, a, oh, golly gee, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. But uh, yeah. Those movies, a, I mean, I think the first Back to the Future in particular is pretty much a perfect movie. Yeah. It's just so well made. Just everything about the acting, the performances, there's like heart to it. Yeah, it's just great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't recommend it enough. I still need to sit Amy down and actually have her watch it because she's never seen them. What? Yeah. There's a lot of gaps in her movie watching and show watching. Like she's never seen Avatar, The Last Airbender, and that's now on Netflix. And she's getting. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the real Avatar. No, no, no. <laughs> the Last Airbender is way better. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched it, but if no, you, I haven't. You, this uh, this is probably one of the best animated shows of all time. And if you're liking My Hero Academia, I think you'll like Avatar. I really we'll do. see. <laughs> we'll see. No, I trust me, dude. It, I, it is that good. It just builds off each other. It's one of the tightest written shows. It is. All right. It, it's it's widely considered one of the best TV shows of all time. So okay, that okay that that sounds like hyperbole. <laughs> all right, we'll see. I don't well, know. I'm caught ex- wind of it similar. now, Andre. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll see how that all goes. But right now we're watching. Uh, the office so once because i've never seen the office so once i finish up the office we'll be we'll switch over to the avatar and um i just finished up the episode where michael leaves i don't know if you've ever watched it yourself uh, i watch a whole series i mean that's that's a point where it really goes downhill that's what i hear that's what she told me it's like yeah it gets, it gets, it gets pretty bad from here but the ending is amazing so i'm like all right <laughs> so we'll see <laughs> So I'm a little worried about what I'm in for because already the first episode after Michael left was like, mm, I'm not sure. Yeah. But yep, I, that feeling will continue the entire way. Oh boy, <laughs> only two <laughs> more seasons of this. <laughs> yeah, that was a problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple decent episodes in there, like where they they find something that kind of works, but it never lasts long enough to really redeem. Mm. keeping the show on for as long as they did yeah it's just like it's popular dang it we gotta keep keep it happening <laughs> I mean part of the issue too it's not even just Michael leaving although that is part of it but they were running into this problem even before then where the characters is current just turning into complete caricatures of themselves mm-hmm. like they don't I think you're you're already at the point where most of them aren't acting realistic anymore they are all flanderized flanderized whatever yeah. to the point of absurdity to a point yeah I, I was starting to notice a pattern of uh, here's a thing that's happening. Michael is somehow t- made jealous and starts acting petulant. Yeah. Fix that. <laughs> and then we end the episode. Like it does, it, it start, you started seeing a formula that frankly wasn't proved with him try, uh, leaving. So they had to actually wrap him yeah, up and up. do things differently. But up to that point, I was like, mm, not so sure about this. Cause I have, I had heard from people before that it starts going a little downhill after the Jim and Pam wedding. Right. Yeah. So. Now, hold hold on a second. Is flanderize a real word, or is that just based off Ned Flanders, or did Ned Flanders create a real word? <laughs> so that is, it is now, I guess, arguably a real word based on Ned Flanders. Okay, so, I just want yeah, to check. It's from, it's like, from, <laughs> yeah, it's from TV Tropes, uh, which has like a lot of like fun words like that. But yeah, it's because like, you know, Ned started off as a pretty reasonable character who just happened to, ha- who just happened to be religious, whereas yeah. now he's in- defined entirely by his... You know, uh, by his religious extreme extremism or extremism. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of what happened, and that's and that's you can see that in a lot of sitcoms. Most shows that go on as long as Office or especially Simpsons, of course, like the characters turn more and more into the more caricature 
angle than they do uh, a real person. So mm-hmm. they find what yeah. works and just sort of drives that home. You can even see it in Futurama when they came back with Bender. Uh, doing all that but I I still remember one line from Flanders that I always enjoyed where he's like he's sort of questioning his face it's like I I I followed the Bible to the T even the parts that contradicted the other parts (laughs) (laughs) so I'll I'll just remember I'm wearing nothing at all. It's like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. And then Homer's stupid, sexy flanders. God, I've heard they finally fixed the 4 by 3 issue on Disney Plus for the Simpsons episodes where you can actually watch them in the original aspect ratio. Yeah. Yeah, because before it just cut off jokes with the widescreen format. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's like things happening off screen that you couldn't see, so you were just missing parts of the show <laughs> yeah I, I think that one of the jokes was missing like with uh the duff beer like they had duff yeah, light duff extra or something like that and you couldn't see the fact it was all coming from the same pipe <laughs> right so yep but uh what have you been up to tom watching anything playing anything i well i played a bit of halo co-op recently with the mm. steam version nice uh so that's been fun uh <laughs> i did the mistake uh, my friend said, hey, if you press select, or you can toggle the original Halo graphics. And I did that, and I'm like, whoa! <laughs> Get out of there. It is sharper. It is easier to see other enemies. But like, in my, it was funny how close in my mind I thought the remake was. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> to go back to the original graphics, how terrible it was. It's like Nintendo saying with their 3DS remakes, they have to make it how people think it is, how it's not really is so. yeah it's so ac- you're talking about halo 1 right that you were yeah playing. halo 1 <laughs> yeah I, I felt that way about ocarina of time 3ds like when i first played that at gdc i think year you know years and years ago um i'm like this yeah it's just straight up ocarina of time on 3ds like cool and then you go yeah. back and play the 64 ones like oh my god they actually did change a lot <laughs> <laughs> i mean i kind of got that experience with xenoblade chronicles because like you see the new stuff like yeah that looks better that looks somewhat better that's pretty good then you look at the old graphics like oh god <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah bingo uh yeah and being on pc it's always a fun little song and dance to try to get to work uh the other day it wasn't working because i turned out like the anti-cheat software is turning it off. It turns out it won't run if you have a Windows update pending, which was hidden in Windows and pending. So uh, fun things like that that I guess <laughs> I'm not used to from playing just more Valve-based games recently or Blizzard games uh, or just something I just lucked out and never encountered all these years. But <laughs> yeah, uh, other than that, I've been watching... I think I'm up to episode 8 now of The Last Dance that Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls documentary. Oh, okay. Uh, I never really was a big basketball fan. Like, I watched a tiny bit. But just, it's kind of interesting to see what athletes go to go through for me. And even though it's a dramatized version, like, I would love if it was just a documentary about... Space Jam. The, what? Space Jam. Yeah, yeah, Space, Space Jam. Jam. <laughs> that was also a documentary of Michael Jordan. This is the next one. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's kind of going what really what happened when he, when he went, went into ba- baseball. <laughs> yeah, you get to see the baseball part. I just watched that. That was kind of, I didn't know I didn't know his father was 
like asleep at the side of the road just to get some rest and shot and killed. So oh, jeez. I don't think I'm never I no trying to sleep at the side of a rest stop again. <laughs> How often do you sleep at the side of rest stops, Tom? Not often. <laughs> I mean, I think it helps Not that often. you're also in Canada. So you're yeah. Probably... Oh, yeah, you're just inherently safe, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that was a documentary. What's that on? It is on Netflix right now. There's oh. just 10 episodes, each one about 45 minutes long or so. And it goes through the different players and it kind of flips back and forth through their last season and earlier parts of Michael Jordan's career, like kind of comparing moments. Hmm. Okay. I, thought, I mean, I, like you, I'm not a huge basketball guy, but I did grow up in the 90s and Michael Jordan was everywhere. Like he yep. was that, he's just one of those sports stars you looked up to as a kid. There, there's been a lot of about the uh, whenever somebody trash talked Michael Jordan, how he just he had a reason to respond the next game. Like normally, he would make up a reason in his head to do better against that person. Mm-hmm. And this hasn't been in the movie yet, but there used to be a, a basketball team, the Vancouver Grizzlies, here, and my brother. And Dad actually got to go see a game with Michael Jordan. Oh, wow. And it was one of the years the Bulls were good, of course. (laughs) And the Vancouver Grizzlies were terrible. And they were in the lead, like, going in the fourth quarter. And one guy on the Grizzlies decided to walk by the Chicago bench and say something to them and Michael Jordan. And so then it's like, all right. It's on. Michael Jordan off the bench. (laughs) Annihilated the Grizzlies. (laughs) (laughs) You fool. (laughs) You just had the trash talk. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably trying to rest. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's, that's actually really interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, trying to think what I've been up to this past week. I uh, actually I'm rather curious about this too uh, with you guys because you've both played Banjo Tooie, correct? Yeah. And I, I started not all of it, but some. I, I started streaming that and. I'm, I'm hearing from people that my opinion might change, but so far, I think I might be enjoying it more than the first. Granted, I'm only partway through, I think it's Glitter Gulch Mine, the second world, uh, but I'm liking the like the cleaned up quality to it. The animations are better. Everything's sort of there. You can feel the greater stakes and sort of more expansive world, but I hear it gets a little too big later, and I'm already kind of experiencing that with Glitter Gulch Mine because... Uh, Dang, it's really hard to tell where I'm at sometimes. Like, where am uh, I? Just yeah, all looks just, the same. That's just starting too. But the key thing is, you said it looks cleaner. I think is that what you said? Yeah, there's like there's a smoother smoothness to it. Yeah. Of course, I'm playing on 360. The, so that's what I'm, that's the key thing. You're playing on 360, which is actually cleaned up. Uh, whereas on the 64, it ran at maybe 15 frames per second at times, if that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was one big mark against it was the the um, frame rate. Just, yeah. Well, just the presentation in general, I think. Or not, I guess not in general. The performance is what I was getting at. Yeah. So, yeah. So the interesting thing about Banjo-Tooie is, I don't know, maybe maybe you will continue to feel that way. I'd be surprised if you do, though. Um, because, yeah, the first time there's just too much to do. It's, 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 it, feels, it feels big, which seems cool at first, but it quickly becomes a negative, I find. However, when I revisited it again a few... I'd say a few years ago, probably 10 years ago now, when they first came to the, to the 360. I actually enjoyed it way more the second time because I had some vague recollections of what to do and that was just enough to make uh, to make it easier to navigate those environments and you know and how to solve some of those, some of those problems and or you know puzzles and where to find the jiggies. So I knew just enough that it still yeah. felt fresh, but I kind of knew what to do. And that was awesome. 
The first time through, though, yeah, I, I, I found it to be a bit rough myself, especially on 64. So maybe my impression would be different had it been on another console, 360, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might now have run into those same issues that you do because I am streaming it, so I naturally have people there like oh you got the chat helping you out too exactly have the chat helping me so that does affect the things where you're not getting frustrated at a certain thing as we saw with sticker star yeah (laughs) i'm trying not to rely on it too much i'm trying to do my own thing as well but you also have to you don't want to bore people so yeah Uh, but i it's fascinating i I thought just to see what i thought because i i always hear kazooie so much better than tui and that's probably still the case but I'm, I just, it's, I mean, I guess yeah. it's kind of like there, there's something I'm thinking of. Um, there's just like a simplicity to the original Banjo Kazooie that, like, it just kind of like it doesn't really make any major missteps. It, it's just pretty consistent throughout, and that's kind of where Banjo Tooie falters a bit. Is it's, it's not quite as consistent. Um, it, yeah, it it just feels like it's easier to get lost. You never, you're never entirely sure. You're not always entirely sure what to to do next. For me, though, it actually like struck out. Like it, it had like a major strike against it from the very beginning, and that's once Gruntilda just gives up on rhyming completely. I'm like, really? Yeah, that I did yeah. not like that when they just like you should stop yeah. rhyming when when the other her sisters have talking quirks. I'm like, hey, that's cool. They each right. have their unique way of talking, and then the one tells them to stop rhyming, and I'm like, what? And I heard that was a response to like people apparently annoyed by her rhyming, but that's dumb. I'm I sorry. That. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> I, I don't know anyone that I mean. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean that, was just, that just stood out to me as being like a really like fun positive of the original. Like this is a really unique character, and she's still fun, but it's not. Oh, as she's fun out for a, like out with a vengeance as soon as she gets revived. Yeah. My God, <laughs> <laughs> like I've never. It's been a while since I've seen such an effective villain in a sequel going for, going for revenge. I'm trying to think of any that just did as much as she did right off the bat and keeps doing up to the point I've played because you know zombifying the. King Jingling right away as, as right. well. It's like, jeez. sucking the life force out of things. Yeah. She's just like, man, she got to step up. <laughs> Wasn't the, weren't the buttons on the machine like literally just suck and blow? Yeah, suck and blow, which I, of course, had to immediately make a Spaceballs reference. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, otherwise, I did pick up the TurboGrafx-16 Mini, which came out last week, and I had ordered it, and it came in uh, this week. Have yet to tr- play it yet, because been kind of busy, but I-, I thought it'd be kind of cool to have this sort of section of gaming that I've never really experienced before, because I did, don't even think I knew the TurboGrafx-16 exist, uh, existed when I was a kid, so kind of a lot of yeah, nice gaming either. to enjoy. Yeah, it was only Genesis and Nintendo as a kid, so... Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, that's cool. I was going to say, one of my cousins had TurboGrafx-16, but we barely ever played it compared to the other platforms. <laughs> and I remember it had, like, it had almost cardboard cards for the games. Yes. That was the cartridge. They were kind of... I remember them being kind of flat, because I have seen them in, like, uh, game, like, resellers yeah. and whatnot, so you can kind of see the cards. So that's interesting. I feel like it's interesting too because they're advertising like like fifty five games on on here, but a couple of them are repeats because they have both the uh, English lineup as well as the Japanese lineup on the system rather than having exclusive versions like the SNES Classic, um, which is cool. But it also kind of sucks that they didn't translate some of these. Like for example, they have Hideo Kojima's Snatcher on there, which everybody says is a great classic. However, it's only in Japanese, so oh. I can't enjoy Wasn't it. That, that came out in English, didn't it? No, it never did. 
Oh, never did. No, wow. I never did. So it's like, oh, this could have been an opportunity, kind of like yeah. the Star Fox 2 or Wily Wars on Genesis Mini to have that big thing uh, for people to enjoy for the first time. So, Yeah, that would have been neat. I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess in both of those cases, both of your examples, like the games were done. So it wasn't really any additional work. But yeah, I agree. It would be nice if they had that kind of pull. Like, do something unique for it. But. Uh, who knows how much of my, you know, I guess I looked at the cost of it. I was like, eh, no, it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People buy it anyway, so. Mm-hmm. At least they have uh, Castlevania Rondo of Blood on the Japanese side of things. So you can still enjoy that. So that's, mm-hmm. that's that's one of the best Castlevania games. So <laughs> all good there. Well, speak, speaking of uh, retro games, for some reason I decided to start randomly playing Super Mario Advance on the Wii U. The original Super Mario. I've the never original, played like, that. launch game. For Mario for the uh, Game Boy Advance. You mm-hmm. never played it? No, I never did. I saw it. I was like, I already have Super Mario Brothers 2. I don't need it again. And then I found out later, much later that apparently they added all kinds of goodies to it. Yeah, it's the most different of the Advance games. The others are pretty much the original game, just like a couple of extra flourishes. This one, though, they really went in there and like, changed some, some things. <laughs> um, and that's kind of fun. It's fun to go back and see like what's different. And I barely remember. I had I had not played in I think twenty years since effectively twenty years since the launch of the GBA. Um, so it was pretty much it felt like pretty much all new to me. Uh, there's a point where you encounter like a robot version of a character, and like it, like I like that shocked me. Like what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, there's there's some, there's some weird stuff in there. So that was kind of fun to revisit. I might make some. I it gave me some video ideas. I might get to once I have some time, hopefully in the future. Um, but yeah, the reason I actually started playing, I say it randomly, the reason I started playing Mario Advance was because for some, for some reason I wanted to revisit the E-card levels in Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Bros. 3, kind of naming <laughs> convention's a disaster. Jeez. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, I know, it's a complete mess. Uh, so, But I'm like, oh, why, before that, let me go back to the original Super Mario Advance, because I don't remember it, and let me just, yeah, see how it is. And I'm glad I did, it was actually pretty fun. Um, so yeah, that's been a bit of an experience, especially because I've never been, like, I played Mario 2 a you know, a fair amount over the years, but I never really played it, like, as much as the other Marios. Like, I don't know it, like, the back of my hand for most of them. I probably, I think most times through, I probably skipped a fair amount of the levels because you just, you know, use the warp points or whatever. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of fun to revisit both Mario 2 and Mario Advance at the same time, in a way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. confession, I, I know a lot of the early levels of Super Mario Brothers 2. Like, they're, they're kind of ingrained in me because I kept trying to play and beat the game. But I've never beat Super Mario Brothers 2. <laughs> I don't think that's in common, honestly. I think no. probably a lot of people, yeah. I get, it's, shocked, it's, a, I got, it's a tough game. It, I got tough. I remember getting it maybe as far as the Ice World, maybe the next world after that I got to, but I just I could yeah. never pull it off as a kid, and I never came back, went back to it and tried again. Well, especially because you couldn't save back then. Once you got a game yeah. over, that was it. Yeah, and you had, you're yeah. trying to get those slots down just right, but then you get to a level that just kills you over and over, just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as a kid, I always got stuck on Wart. I think I beat it on one of the uh, re-releases later on but yeah definitely not as a kid uh, do you mean my Mario Maker 2 stage is that when you finally I beat, beat that too yes <laughs> unfortunately there's no just time is the only enemy there so. <laughs> <laughs> which, are, which is a rock because it's not a factor in the original game yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah otherwise uh, not too much else going on uh, I guess I could say that uh, Amy has, has gotten kittens so it's been interesting uh, uh, training them, getting them all figured out. And I've never had indoor cats before. My family had outdoor cats at one point, but never had to deal with indoor kittens. And they're adorable, but uh, you got to kind of keep an eye on them, especially when they get near my 
set up because uh, they're kind of teething and they like to chew and that's not good around a lot of wires. So, no. yeah, I am. My legs are all scratched up because they're again adorable because sometimes they'll climb up on my lap and then jump on the desk and then take a nap behind my monitors. And it's <laughs> the, the, the cutest thing. But other times they're like going to step on my keyboard or turn off my computer or just scratch up my legs. <laughs> it's like it's like I, I like you cats, but you're pushing me. <laughs> yeah. I- I wonder if Kevlar socks from hockey to avoid being terribly cut by skates, if that would work for cats. You know, I think they would. It'd be nice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just in case I get attacked during this, which they can do, and actually one is coming here right now. So just in case, that is why. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, well, let's go ahead and move on to the news topics for the week. And uh, right off the bat, we got news that Paramount has greenlit a sequel to the Sonic movie. That's awesome. I'm legit stoked for this. Mm-hmm. I still can't believe this is like, this is like, I guess this is my anime watching before that happened. Um, because I was shocked I actually ended up liking something Sonic from the last 10 years. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, the movie was like legitimately fun. I had a great time during it. And I, I'm so glad that, they're, that they... That, that, that this, this isn't even a rumor. They just straight up confirmed they're making a Sonic 2. And, yeah, I can't wait to go back in that universe. Like, I want to see more of Carrie's Dr. Robotnik. I want to see how that character that appears at the end is used. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and more, even more Sonic. Can you believe it? Yeah. I'm I'm pretty hyped. I mean, it was a it was a good solid movie. Uh, nothing you know amazing, but the little lore bits they had in there was probably were probably some of my favorite parts. And with that uh, ending, it it's like ooh ooh, there's a lot of potential here. Let's see it. Let's see what they can do. Please give us a sequel, and it could be even better potentially because they're pulling in those other characters. We got Sonic established. Now we can pull in that. And of course, we had the whole uh, opening sequence uh, with the Echidna tribe. It's like, all right, we got our path to Knuckles. Let's let's see this. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Do you see it, Tom? I still have to see it, but I think it's, I think it's you know available now, right? So. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, I recommend. I recommend it. It's it's a surprisingly fun watch. So it's pretty much exactly what a Sonic movie needed to be, which is funny because at first it seems like that's not exactly that's not how a Sonic movie should be at all. Yeah. But the premise they came up with totally works for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm planning to run uh, a pretty long run coming up soon, so I'll have lots of time to just sit on the couch forever and watch movies. So. Were you inspired to run <laughs> by Sonic? Yeah, <laughs> not as fast as Sonic. A slow paced <laughs> one. He would pass me many times. <laughs> Yeah, so that that's again pretty exciting. So we'll have to see how it comes uh, along. My guess is we probably won't get until like what twenty twenty three, maybe around there. Yeah, especially Not, with I mean, everything it, it going all on. It depends on COVID, right? Yeah. So they apparently are they are like re- resuming production of the next Avatar, the real Avatar, Derek, the Avatar sequel. <laughs> yeah, who cares um, about Avatar like that? That Avatar. Uh, it, Apparently, almost everyone in the world, Derek, that saw the movie, which is far more than your little anime. Oh, oh, you, you, <laughs> you poor thing. Riling you up the comments. Poor no. thing. <laughs> Last Airbender fans are gonna just torch you because you do. You, wait, so you think more people have seen the anime than watched the most than the watch? What was no, I don't. Movie I don't think time? so. But I think the okay, quality that's, that's of all I'm saying. Last Airbender <laughs> is 
far greater than uh, Pocahontas in space or uh, I think last Fer- I'm sure uh, I'm sure the small fan base is more dedicated than the one for Avatar. I'll concede that, but I'll bet you who remembers Avatar though. like. Other than the fact they have to clarify between that and the last Airbender, <laughs> well, what are you talking about? Ferngully and the Last Rainforest was awesome. <laughs> every time I every time I hear Avatar, I think the movie and the fact, and I get annoyed when I see the Last Airbender follow <laughs> the first word. So. Uh, you watch me, the I show, you the, will be annoyed in the opposite direction. <laughs> I think of the three sixty version of Rare uh, Mies. Those are oh the avatars. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, speaking of video games and TV production or movie production or whatever, how you want to do it, Hollywood, uh, there is a rumor that has been going around that a Kingdom Hearts TV series is in the works for Disney+. And it's, uh, it was for, the story first appeared on the Twitter account of Cinema Spots, Emre Kaya, who claimed that uh, that this was going to be happening, and then it was backed up by the editor editor in chief of Disney Insider, Skylar Schuler, uh, who suggested that all the video games original voice actors would be returning to their roles as well. And I'm I'll be honest, I still don't believe this until like I see something like we've look how often how long um, Uncharted has been in production. They might say they're working on it. They might say they have ideas, but that doesn't mean it's actually going to come. So I'm extremely wary of this project. So yeah, so you don't think it's so you don't think it's in the works. It might be in like the early early planning stages, but I don't know if it's going to make it that far. Because I I heard that um, Kevin Smith was working on a show for Disney Plus that used a lot of Disney characters all at once, and Disney was like, I don't know if we like having all of our characters crossover like this so and then and nix the project i forget what it was based on but people were excited for that adaptation but were, were they working as a cashiers in a convenience store <laughs> no no i think it was like uh it might have been like some sort of you might actually be into this andre because i think it's like people working at the disney parks and when the park closes the villains actually come alive and they have to defend the park from the villains to, from taking it over sort of thing. Yeah, that's a cool idea. So, that's an interesting yeah. thing. And for some reason that it's got like, mixed because like, they didn't like, like all the crossovers. It's like Night of the Museum or something with Disney characters. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I actually, I'm actually going to be optimistic here. I actually think there is a chance that this could be happening. Um, and here's why. Disney desperately needs some new, fresh content on Disney+. Plus. That service is so incredibly stale that unless you're, like, unless you're a little kid or love revisiting Disney movies over and over, there's nothing, there's little new there that holds your interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think having a Kingdom Hearts show, I think that, that would be an original production that probably would get a, you know, keep the attention of a fairly big fan base as proven through the series existing for 20 years now. And um, and would be unique, and I would have this crossover element, uh, and plus the fact that it would presumably, I would assume, would be CG, um, or it, or if not animated, but I'm probably I'm pretty sure it'd be CG, mm-hmm. which meaning it could be it could be produced in any circumstances. So they could start on this immediately uh, with COVID going on, for instance. Who knows how long this how long this might be around for? So they might be looking at it and thinking, hey, we could use a CG, CG show right about now. Um, and it leverages the properties that people know and love. So I think this is, I think this is likely. 
man, it, that'd be wild. Because the Kingdom Hearts show was rumored a long time ago for like Disney Channel, and nothing came of it. So seeing a Kingdom Hearts show come around and just like. I, it'd be a fascinating adaptation to watch. Like I'd have to do a, I'd probably have to do like a whole podcast thing talking about each episode as it came out, like what Star yeah, Wars fans you, do for Mandalorian. Yeah, could you imagine watching a version of Kingdom Hearts that makes sense? <laughs> you expect it to make sense, you fool. <laughs> no, I mean I can make sense of it, but that, I think that is the opportunity is they can maybe work the story a little bit more, see what works, see what doesn't, and try to keep it. In line, maybe I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could they top? You know how good the Castlevania ad- adaptation was, and really just, I think, tell me when Derek jumps off his chair into the stratosphere. <laughs> like, for now, I'm gonna see if it's not being made. <laughs> yeah, I mean, video game video game adaptations are getting better. Sonic was successful. Uh, Castlevania successful. Witcher apparently Detective did really Pikachu. well. Say that again, Andre? Detective, Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu did well. So, yeah, we are starting to get those properties that are working out quite well. And Sony has a whole division, apparently, for HBO Max doing all kinds of like, game adaptations, it's being said. so Yeah, and Mario's in the pipes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could say, Tom, that these recent projects have really had heart to them. Oh, I guess that's the key. (laughs) (laughs) My kingdom for an uh, aspirin. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, continuing on the Final Fantasy train, we actually got a surprise release date announcement for Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered. Uh, people kind of forgot about this one because it was... I was going to say, I forgot this 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 existed. Me too, honestly. Until <laughs> this came out, I'm like, oh yeah, that didn't come out. Because all the, it was announced along with all those other Final Fantasy games and we got nothing. Uh, it yeah. got delayed, which is, is fine. You know, it's it, with them building up the online and the way Crystal Chronicles work, I, worked, I get it. But you did kind of forget. And... I kind of wish it was a little earlier in August. Although with COVID, maybe September is pretty clear this time around. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like early August would be great because you got this nice multiplayer Final Fantasy to play with friends online. So. Yeah, I feel like they probably should pull the Paper Mario with this and that they announced it just a, a few weeks before its release and get it out there. Yeah. Because now, and I base this on absolutely nothing but my gut. But, and it may not end up affecting sales at all, but I feel like hype is kind of... I mean, I don't know how much hype was there originally, but, I mean, you said it, like, we forgot about this game, and it, it, it existed, and I wonder that's going to dampen the reaction to it once it does come out. But it just feels like... It feels, I, thought I, I almost thought it already came out. I'm like, what, it's still not out? <laughs> like, did they show this off forever ago? So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think... I don't know why they announced it so early. Uh, yeah, I mean... I guess it's only, what, we're approaching June, so really only three months away, so it's not too bad. It's only a little less than, or a little more than what Origami King is going to take. But, yeah, I probably could have waited a little ago? What's that? It was only three months ago they announced no, it? No, no, it's only three months to go until we get this. Oh, oh, or, or are yeah, you talking about it? the initial announcement is what you're talking about? The initial about. announcement. Oh, That's what I'm talking I about. See. Yeah, this, this trailer would probably be okay right about now. I mean, maybe a little bit closer. I'm talking about the initial announcement. Yeah, I mean, this this did get a delay, so that might be why. But, yeah, it's still the latest project of all those announcements back when we got, like, this Final Fantasy and this Final Fantasy and this Final Fantasy mm-hmm. type thing. 
back when John was Nostradamus for that, for that discussion. <laughs> so. Yeah, it'd be amazing uh, with the GameCube controller adapter if you could hook up the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> oh, wow. Would that be something? I, I'm just imagining if it was like back in time announcing the original with the different Game Boy Advances, but now it's like, you can play together on Game Boy Advance, but practice social distancing and stay apart. <laughs> <laughs> just spread out around a TV. Nice. Perfect. I, I did uh, play Crystal Chronicles once in the way it was meant to be played. And it is fun, but it also, um, I don't know if we were playing it wrong or whatnot, but we kept going to the same areas to collect things and we weren't, it didn't feel like we were making forward progress. So I'm not sure if we just didn't understand what we were supposed to be doing as far as just continuing on. But the gameplay itself and the competition element was kind of fun. So I, I am curious about a revisit on this one. Were you the bucket carrier? Uh, sometimes, because uh, my my friends are like, go out of, out of the bucket area and be like, you fools, you gotta stay in here. So I'd be just <laughs> chasing after them with the bucket, trying to keep them alive. Oh yeah, that's totally me. It's <laughs> <laughs> totally a bucket guy to keep up. Yep. Yep. Oh boy. Well. Speaking of old games, Xbox Series X will support apparently thousands of backward compatible games at launch and will even imp- have better frame rates for some of them in certain cases. Uh, select games will uh, might be upped from 30 FPS to 60 and some from 60 to 120. So Jeez. each game is actually going to be boosted by the CPU, GPU, and SSD and will actually see better performance because of this. So, yeah, that's... A pretty cool uh, addition, based off the, the, yeah. if that's true. That's <laughs> awesome. It works, yeah, that's say. great. It reminds me a little bit of uh, didn't Xbox games when they got backwards compatibility on 360 have similar improvements? Perhaps not to that level, but I thought they some ran a little bit better. Maybe. At any rate, that's cool. Um, it's pretty neat that you can revisit old games in a newer, better way. Hopefully, without breaking them. Um, and yeah, the fact that it's backwards compatible with thousands of games, heck yeah, way to go Xbox. Yeah. But didn't some news just come out recently or a rumor? That, oh, actually, maybe not. No, yeah, I guess we don't know what the situation is with PS5 quite is yet, right? Um, not yet, no, but, we don't know what it's backwards compatibility. I think they said PS, PS4 games at the very least will have backwards compatible, but beyond that, I'm not Did they sure. confirm that? Uh, I, I don't remember. I think so during one of their things, so yeah. We'll, uh, I, we'll see. Sorry, my uh, this cat is extremely intelligent because it's tricking me because it has a dental... <laughs> I think this is more about your intelligence, Derek. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cats. Well, no, basically it has a little chew toy that helps floss its teeth and yeah. it's oh, playing yeah. with it next to my wires. So I'm like, oh, it's just chewing on that. But then I look and like, no, the thing's chewing on my wires. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so well, if we lose Derek at any point, it's, we know why. Lose, it's using camouflage, so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> camouflage well yeah is this, or is at least a cat or a chameleon or at least delay uh or diversionary tactics <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry about that but anyway yes uh what were you saying <laughs> uh so i was saying that oh about uh sony with backwards compatibility i think i saw a mention of playstation 4 during that uh very long thing with uh what, what's his name mark cerny yeah, Mark Cerny. Didn't they mention it during that? So I'm looking at. I'm actually looking at it right now. Apparently, there was a. Uh, this is super recent, as of yesterday. Apparently, a website for PS5 or a cached version of it contains some text along the lines of 
you can play a back catalog of supported PS4 games with system with a system update. So people are apparently concerned now that it may not be the entire catalog. Uh, it may be more like how it worked on, I think, the um, the 360, was it, with the original Xbox games, where it had a rolling, not a rolling, but an ongoing catalog of games that were supported. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that does sound like it might be more limited than Xbox Series X. Yeah. Which actually... If that's accurate, we don't know. Yeah. Which could make the Series X a little bit more attractive for me because yeah. I've never owned an Xbox. So, hey, all of a sudden I have this access to the entire back catalog and catch one games I never got to enjoy before. Well, what games would you pick up though, Derek? Uh, blinks. <laughs> blinks. <laughs> nice. No, yeah, I guess I'm trying to think. Like myself, I mean, there's a rare replay that I would love to be able to finally pick up and play. Yeah. Um... That's about it. <laughs> I would play Project Gotham Racing 2 again. I would fire that up. Nice. Yeah. Even though I could right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully it works. I know play- PS2 had uh, that smoothing option for PlayStation 1 games. Right. So it's not unheard of to have features like this. But uh, we'll see how well it actually works. I don't even know if we'd be able to tell, like, if a game is running at 120 FPS. That'd probably look really weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think some people already have difficulty telling between 30 and 60, so I'm not sure if they even know the 60 to 120. Yeah, mm. but it should look super smooth. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, and the last bit of news we got here, and we just bring it back around to Sonic. Uh, Sega has uh, is actually giving more time. For, to Sonic, to, more development time to Sonic, excuse me, so the games might be better. At least this came out uh, during one of the uh, Sonic YouTube channel's uh, shows uh, where uh, Aaron Weber was talking about it, and he uh, basically said, you know, Sega used to release Sonic games on an almost yearly basis, but the quali- quality wasn't at the level it needed to be. So in response, uh, a couple of years ago, the teams involved decided to put more time into things as they go forward. So that's why it's actually taking longer to get some information on the next Sonic game, plus probably COVID. But <laughs> yeah, it's Sega's learning their lesson, potentially letting it have more Thank time God. in the oven and we might get a good Sonic game next. They probably saw the response to Sonic Forces be like, you know, we kind of got away with a few games that were rushed and still ended up pretty good. I don't know if we can do that always. A few? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love Sonic Generations. It's my favorite 3D Sonic, but you can tell where it was rushed in places. Oh, and yeah. How long ago was Generations even at this point? Oh, God. It has ago. been a while. A generation yeah, ago. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, this is good. This is good news. I mean, Sonic has always had potential, but I, I actually even tweeted this a few day, a couple of days ago. Like someone was asked, "What's your raw Sonic opinion?" I'm like, "All right, <laughs> <laughs> my raw Sonic opinion is that there's only been like two great games since the 16-bit era, um, and that was Mania and for me, Colors. Some people might add generations to that, but yeah, and I think there's so much more potential for for Sonic, and part of it is just like a lack of polish. The games either feel rushed and aren't polished. Or this, the, more, the core mechanics don't work well. So I'm hoping that this time, this extra time will give them uh, the ability to find better core mechanics that do work and really polish them and refine them and make them make these games more fun. Because Sox should be in good games. He just isn't that often, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's one of those thing, weird things where rather than trying to reiterate on a single idea and just refine it with these quicker schedules, they decided to just change it up 
pretty often. Like we went from Boost to Sonic Lost World, and then back to Boost when that when people didn't like Lost World, and then they people didn't like the Boost because of yeah. the way the level was. So they just can't get it to a point where they can perfect anything. Right. They don't. Re- they don't really refine. They may hit on an idea that works, and they just kind of ignore it and move on to something else. Even if like we've had we have had multiple games in the Boost style gameplay, each of them feel different from the from the rest. And I don't know. It'd be nice to see them figure out something that works. Then stick with it. You know, I want my Sonic Galaxy and Sonic Galaxy 2, darn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be really nice. Yeah. Like, I think they had they had an interesting idea there. Well, speaking of Galaxy, they had an idea with Lost World. It just wasn't refined enough. But had it had more time, that could have ended up being a good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, and I'm actually, I don't mind Lost World. I think it's fine. I think it has some issues. But I think overall, the ideas are there. And... It's a style that could work for 3D Sonic, especially because there's parts of it that kind of remind me of Sonic Extreme and going back to that idea and just kind of making the whole parkour thing work. Right. And I, I don't know. They, they may find a way to maybe more increase uh, the ex- exploration um, Sonic because, you know, everybody always talks about like it's Sonic. He needs to go fast at all times. Like, no, in the old no. games, they left time for you to explore and check out new areas. And that to me is a core portion portion of Sonic where the reward for doing well is you get to explore different areas that's why I want my open world Sonic game Derek I want a massive giant world that rewards you that there will be some kind of um, progression that limits your speed so they like you unlock things and make it go faster and that's how you can use it to run up like steep inclines to escape these uh, you know to escape into the broader world and expand your horizons you know that way you can have these like little, you know, these these like basically you have you have like a series of great plateaus uh, that you can eventually connect or not connect, but you can eventually get to by increasing your speed, allowing you to run up bigger or different parts of the environment. Like another way of limiting it would have give you like a giant ocean. They can only cross when you can run fast enough to run across the water. You know, I think open world is something isn't something Sega's really even attempted at all for Sonic, and I think there's a lot of potential there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they can we've seen back- that in these indie games. Yeah. Like, there's been like, these fan creations that have tried working with that, and they've been kind of fun. It's like, yeah, let give us like a triple A polished experience based on these ideas. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh. there's potential there, but it just hasn't been refined because, well, they are fan games and they can only do so much. Yeah. When when you said open world with Sonic, I imagined like a Need for Speed game when you just drive around and you get challenged by other racers. So it's like other characters just cruise up to you. It's like, hey, you want to race? You're like, yeah, let's go right now. Hey, I'm down for this. <laughs> yeah. Like, that'd be kind of cool. Like, if there's other fast characters that randomly challenge you to, like, yeah. drag races. I mean... Like, you have, like, a little Sonic, Sonic R type thing, right? Yeah. Where you have these, like, I, I, kind of quasi... Yeah. Like, I think that could, idea so works. There's do. enough fast characters, like the whole uh, Sonic Riders thing is about being fast and you could just do the whole hoverboard thing with... 3D open world Sonic or different challenges like different racing type challenges against different characters based on their strengths if they they had the shield mechanic from Breath of the Wild you could make every you could make every part of that world city escape oh yeah (laughs) well I don't know what will happen but I I, Sonic can be good we've seen it in the past we just want to see it happen again and there's so many potential ideas we'll just have to see what they go for but that being Stop said... Stop buying Sonic games until they make a great one, darn it. <laughs> um, no way they'll be forced to. Yeah. The, uh, the, you, you just watched, the next game is going to be like a, a Sonic Adventure uh, remake. 
<laughs> just go back to basics. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a lot of people do like those games. Um, and I guess if they were to, if they were to remake it, like they should just go all in on the remake. And by that, I mean focus purely on the song and what shadow levels was it? Uh, at least in the, orig- um, in the original game, it was the, the the levels people like were Sonic Tails and Knuckles. Knuckles, people like Knuckles. Well, Those levels are garbage. Well, it's a lot better in the first game than it is in the second game. Were they? Were you doing the same thing in both? You were just you, digging for emeralds, weren't you? Yeah, you were, but you also had a more of a guidance. Maybe it's the gamma uh, levels that people like more, mm-hmm. uh, or uh, I forget his name, but yeah, the the shooting uh, shooting levels. So yeah. I don't know. There's potential there. Whether or not it actually happens is hard to say. But yeah. oh well. Either way, we'll see what happens with uh, Sega. But for now, we're <laughs> going to go ahead and move on to our. Uh, Patreon topics and as always for just $1 a month you guys can support us on Patreon get these podcasts three days early every uh, Friday as well as offer up topics uh, like the ones we have here so who would like to go first? Tom? I will go first excellent (laughs) not like the previous weeks where it's like who would like to go first and it's like Silence. Silence for 30 seconds. Then on the next one, it's like, who would like to go first? And like, everybody at once. <laughs> <laughs> really, I should just call on somebody, but uh, yeah, eh, you guys can take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> My topic is from Lucio Soul. He says, Hola, GX crew. I was just wondering something about reviewing games. I can't imagine reviewing a game in a deadline or at all. Uh, I guess those are the two scenarios. Uh, so the process seems simple yet complicated. So my question, or questions, is what was your mindset when you first reviewed a game for work versus now? Has the criteria and how you do it changed? And is there something in your old reviews you either regret, either how you said something or did something, or no longer agree with as your gaming tastes have changed? Keep up the great work and thanks for the content and reliable news. I always go to you guys first to make sure something I read online is legit or not. Well, thank you. Uh, the first, I don't review that many games, but I wanted to bring this one up because of one regret I had in Wander Song. Um, usually, my I will say my mindset's pretty much the same. Been reviewing games for all this time, and I guess my tastes haven't changed a whole lot, or they just slowly evolved. But mm-hmm. uh, with Wander Song. I regret not mentioning the music as much because I try to keep it short, you know, you, you know, try to have a super long review when, and I kind of thought it was a solo developer working on it based off how it was all presented. Then after I find out, it was like, oh, there was like a small team where he had help with music and sound effects. So uh, I regret not giving a shout out to the music in Wonder Song because I liked it a lot and they did a really good job. So that's one thing. How about you guys? Um, hmm. so it's funny that you bring up this, that you pick this question or that we even had this question because I literally just revisited my very first video review being Super Mario Galaxy 2. I, I revisited for the, uh, for our, for the game's 10th anniversary and which is also basically our, our, our own 10th anniversary. We started just a couple months earlier, which is why it's, uh, that was my first review. And we, uh, I created, we created a new Patreon tier, um, where you can check out for yourself, uh, for uh, our behind the scenes tier it's uh, ten dollars if you want to check out the full video about half an hour it's about half an hour but yeah so i revisited my first review and i'm like oh my god i do this so much differently <laughs> these days like it was really shallow um very surface level observations whereas now we we drill in deep like i think it was maybe a three to four minute review which would not fly for us these days for a major mario game um 
the broad points, though, I'd, I'd still mostly agreed with. Though there were a couple points, a couple finer points that were interesting to revisit where I'm like, okay, my take might be a little bit different these days. Perhaps more based on just revisiting the game rather than it being my first experience with the game. Um, I mentioned how like I found like the world hub to be a bit of a bummer coming from Mario Galaxy. But now that I've gone back to the game, I'm like, you know what? I actually I don't mind this hub. I think it actually kind of works for what the game is. It just lets me get right back into the next stage with like minimal downtime. Um, but yeah, otherwise there's a whole like presentational element which was way rougher back then compared to now. And yeah, uh, so so yeah, I have like regrets more with like the presentation. Uh, in terms of specifics, I'd have to go back and revisit more reviews. There's nothing really jumping out at me that I I missed. I'm sure I've missed things in the past I'd love to touch on, but nothing's like jumping out at me at the moment. Um, so yeah, it's more just a presentation for me. Like there, I wish I'd been able to, you know, review games then as well as I do now. And I'm sure I'll be saying the, the same thing 10 years from now for <laughs> games I'm reviewing at this point in time. <laughs> I mean, it's a sign you improved, so can't be mm-hmm. too upset about that. But yeah, I mean, I think I still approach reviews pretty much the same as I've always, I always have, which is I really try to put myself in the mindset that I'm just playing this for fun, that it's not for review, that it's not for this. I might be playing longer sessions depending on the game, but for the most part, when I play this game, I'm playing it how I would if I just picked it up for myself. And mm-hmm. try to put myself into that mindset of like, you know, I'm just enjoying this, trying to have fun. What do I have? What do I enjoy? What do I have problems with? And, uh, you know, what are all the features to it? And that's the other thing I is stock away is like, okay, this is a, you know, there's this feature, there's this new feature, there's this thing I can do. And just keeping track of that and no- noting what I can do with all of them. But I haven't revisited many of my reviews, uh, especially the early ones, because uh, a bit cringe-inducing because you know, first time on video and learning all that stuff. Well, that's gonna be a fun. That's gonna be fun when you revisit some of those reviews then yeah. for the Patreon. <laughs> yep, because uh, I can already think of one that I will cringe at. I was very proud of it at the time, but looking back at it now, my review of Bioshock Infinite, um, which I believe might have been the first review I edited myself. Uh, fully. Did you review that for us? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, I, oh. I got that in and. Uh, did the review and I was enamored with it. I loved it. I still really enjoyed the game. I you know don't know if I'd have the same glowing perspective, but I also remember that I ended it by say, by saying three times, "Buy this game" or "Play this game" or something like that. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> just thinking back to that, it's like, all right, no. <laughs> like I know I'm excited about it and trying to people get people to get it, but like that's not what we are right now. That's right. It's let people decide based on the things i felt don't try to influence whether they should play or not like okay this is what you think here's what you know i think you might enjoy it if you're into this type of thing and mm-hmm. uh, i we probably do a much better job now of putting our thoughts into each of the features rather than just listing the features right especially because you know we made made that shift when we went from actual number scores to um the more like based or emotion based emotion based yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, it's, you're gonna hurt me with me forcing me to rewatch these uh, old reviews. <laughs> Complete the webcam. We'll see you cringing in real life. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, that'll be something. <laughs> It'd be cringe or cat scratch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah when did Bioshock Infinite come out? Was that 2011, 2012? I think it might have been. I'd have to look it up. So, a couple years away. Yeah. So you so you basically we're just going what was ten years ago for this. I think I think that makes sense. Uh, oh, 2013. So you have a few years left. Oh, okay. So. 
Just got to, we got to live to 2023. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Uh, well, do you want to go next, Andre, or should I? Uh, yeah, I'll go next. So this one comes to us by way of Tim uh, Lear, I think, or Lur, who says, Hi, GX, with many, many, with many major Nintendo franchises at their peak, like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate specifically, I find it harder and harder to imagine another installment that pushes these series to even higher heights. What are expectations for upcoming titles? Do you think they will continue to try to find new ways to improve the existing formulas, maybe turn them into a game as a service? Or have you reached a point where the games are due for a major overhaul and feel fresh enough to even warrant a new entry? I'm curious about your thoughts on this topic. Thanks and stay healthy. So, yeah, that's a good question. Um, especially, I think, for Smash Brothers, which I think um, many would consider that to be the peak. Because the entire Smash series has largely been just refinement of what came before. Whereas Mario Kart has been a little bit different. I think it's been a little bit more experimental over the years. Um, although I think even more recently that, too, has turned into more of a refinement. Especially with Mario Kart uh, 7 and 8. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in both cases, though, um, I mean, I guess for me, I can I can tell you what I would prefer to see. I would love to see them just kind of like reboot them entirely. Like, go back to the drawing board, you know, and see what else you can do with them. I mean, Smash, I think, has largely peaked. What more can you do with the existing formula beyond adding characters? So I think, but then again, there's the fact of like, what, how do you even remix that? And the only thing, the only major change I could see that I would like without completely revamping how the games actually play would be to go back and really redo some of those earlier characters. So many of those characters, you know, like from the 64 Melee days, are stuck in that in that time frame. They play as they did before with some refinements. But like Mario's still using Flood, and Flood hasn't been in the game in decades <laughs> almost. Mm-hmm. You know, he still has some moves from Mario 64 in there too. Uh, and that applies to most of the characters. They played largely as they did before, whereas I feel like they feel a little bit dated compared to the more recent characters and DLC, which feel more unique and fun i think so it'd be nice if they went back and yeah kind of revamp those mario kart i find a lot more readily uh, a lot more potential immediately in revamping um i just think there's a lot of, a lot of untapped material there whether it's going back to how double dash works or or introducing new moves like having a jump button for instance jumping is what you do in mario games why can't you jump a mario kart they could add uh, they could use the coins for so much more interesting mechanics uh like uh, unlocking moves or uh, or rather like unlocking power-ups or uh, unlocking new routes on the track. Yeah. Like if you need mm-hmm. 10, 10 coins to unlock a special route, take that route. So I think Mario Kart has so much... Like I, I feel there's a lot more room for experimentation with that or at least off the top of my head mm-hmm. than with Smash. I mean, um, I would love it if uh, Mario Kart took some... Like with the whole coin mechanic, take some inspiration from Snowboard Kids. Couldn't you like yeah. upgrade your uh, your items... By having more money in that game, it's been a while since I played. Uh, but I don't remember in the first one. I don't know if you upgraded, but you you bought items with them on the racetrack itself, and you didn't have any. That you took you basically you got stunned, I think, mm-hmm. um, by trying to grab an item and you couldn't. Yeah, just something like that. Some sort of money mechanic, other than just raising your top speed and making them feel right. like they're worth something. Yeah, because the the, the top speed increase is so gradual that you don't even consciously realize it. Like you know, you need those coins to be competitive. But it it's not an appreciable difference, coin to coin to coin, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. and I, I totally agree with you. Like, there's ideas they can take from the past and make something interesting with this. They could uh, bring in new characters. Like, we got Dixie Kong in Mario Kart Tour. Put her in an actual Mario Kart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so. it would. Yeah, it'd be great to see that, and maybe 
for me, I'd love to see more skill required and the different weapons that you pick up, like more <laughs> things like the green shell or throwing a banana, uh, as opposed to just auto lock on type weapons. Bringing back more That's to double one. dash. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be something if like. Um, I mean, they could even do the Diddy Kong mechanic where you get the same item in a row. So you don't, you can't pick up red shells naturally. You have to, you can actually see the item or have an idea of what kind of item, whether it's offensive, defensive, or, uh, defensive or boost. And by picking up that item, it upgrades gradually to become even better. So you go green shell, red shell, blue shell, or something like that. Um, who knows? But uh, there's some way they can mix up the items and get it more interesting. And I don't know. I want to see track designs pulling from All-Stars Racing Transformed because I love the tracks mm-hmm. in that game, especially the ones that change with each lap. Doing something like that in Mario Kart where uh, you start on like Bowser's airship and uh, for the first one you go around a lap and it, when you finish that lap, it actually docks and you go on to Bowser's yeah. castle and or down the ramps to that. And then the th- third lap or whatever it's considered is around the throne room or something to that effect where it just each uh, lap evolves in some way and changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be pretty right there cool. with you. <laughs> yeah, or uh, introducing um, d- more dynamic elements like uh, like it, 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 like kind of like what we saw with the Animal Crossing track. Make it so these tracks changed uh, have various times of day and maybe obstacles can be in different places. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, make the tracks feel less static. That could be a fun way of mixing it up. W- Waveways actually did a really good job at this with the variable water levels, which can kind of really change how those tracks feel and you, how you go about them. Um, or, or actually, more specifically, that happened on one track, but they had different weather conditions, which, which also really affected how the tracks felt. And it'd be fun that Mario Kart explored that. Like, they already have the slick conditions in some tracks, like where it's rainy, and just make that as a possibility across every track, and that would really change um, how they felt and looked. Mm-hmm. Actually, Andre, I got an idea for you to going off the uh, Animal Crossing idea. Rather than time of day or seasons, have mm-hmm. a Mario Maker track where you don't actually construct the track, but whenever you go into it, it's in a different area era of Mario Kart. Or of yeah, Mario Kart. So you have That's SNES, cool. you have uh, N64, you have GameCube, and you have, of course, Modern. And that'd be kind of cool to see like how they interpret that same track in those different eras. Yeah. I'm totally down for that. That'd be really fun. So, yeah, I, I think Mario Kart 8 has the better potential to just change things up and tweak them to make each new entry interesting and find ways to do that. Smash is a lot harder. As you said, it's, they've kind of reached their peak. I don't really know where they go from here. And even Sakurai doesn't seem to know where they go from here. You have to kind of pare back the amount of characters you have and refine maybe other things or just take it in a different direction. And, that's they've reached a very difficult point with the Smash series now. I think, yeah, I think we we, we kind of discussed discussed this before. I think it might be better almost to do a spin off of Smash, call it something else, and see what the reception is to that. That way, but I feel like if they try to change it and keep the Smash name, it's going to draw a lot of criticism, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people, some people will love it, some people will hate it. Uh, but I think it would be fun to use a Smash template or the, the idea of Smash, but do something else with it or whether extreme or more mild. But it'd be fun to try to mix it up a little bit, and I think maybe pursuing it through a spinoff might be a better way of handling such. 
Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, that's a good way to do it with less pressure, and you can always say, "Well, we can always go back to Smash," and the spinoff does exactly. really well. Just keep going with it. <laughs> yeah, treat it like a DS. Yeah, exactly. You know, the third pillar for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, I mean, they might be able to just to take the Smash Run idea and make, f- turn that into an entire game. Yeah, there you go. I think that'd oh, be... Smash Run had a solid concept, just kind of botched execution. Mm-hmm. Refine that, expand upon it, have a more limited cast, and just sort of pick the... Find out the favorites and go from there. Yep, that's it. <laughs> so. A baseball game involving the punching bag and all the characters <laughs> in the outfield. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. All right. Well, my topic comes from Andrew, who says, "Hey, all. First time here as a pa- as a patron. Thanks for all the work you uh, all put into this and the channel. I uh, was wanting to ask about what your best memory of getting a game or console on release day is. For me, the Switch and Breath of the Wild came out just a few days before my wedding, so it was great to just sit and play that for a day to get some calm before the day of the wedding." So I thought that was rather interesting of a kind of a fun blast in the past for picking up a certain game or console. And I, uh, for console, I I think I've spoke about this before. It was picking up the Wii and it wasn't even for myself. It was for somebody else, but I got to play their uh, copy of, uh, Twilight Princess early. So that was cool. But as far as game, um, I really remember the melee launch and, uh, Everybody, no, no, not Melee, Brawl. Brawl was the big launch where everybody was lined up. There was so many people lined up for this game. People were excited, just talking. I think that uh, they actually had a little tournament where they had the game open in the game spot uh, stop and uh, you could actually play and have a tournament there while you were waiting for the release. And it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, I've talked about mine before, so I won't... Uh, dwell on it too much, but I camped out for the GameCube. I found Target, which it, it, this was in November, um, you know, in Seattle, so it was freezing. We're in the Seattle area, uh, but it, it was it was fun to hang out there with like you know like minded people. There was maybe by the by the time morning rolled around, was like maybe twenty of us, um, and uh, and yeah, that was just kind of like that was a fun experience. I never want to repeat ever again. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially because I remember getting home after being awake all night, playing the GameCube, you know, bought all the you know the big launch games like Rogue Leader, Super Monkey Ball, Luigi's Mansion, and there was one other I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> and I, I plopped them in, and I I'm like I'm not having any fun. It was because I was exhausted, so I went to bed, woke up, that's for having fun <laughs> with the games. <laughs> but yeah, I won't ever do that again, whether through online delivery or picking up you know locally with, with pre-orders. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun one and done thing. Um, but beyond that, the only other memorable one was picking up Ocarina of Time after school. Uh, and I remember like going to Toys R Us, like so excited. I figured there'd be like a huge line for Ocarina and there's like no one there. I was so disappointed. I'm like, why is this, why is this a big event that, you know, maybe looking back, people picked up earlier in the day. I think I even asked, I'm like, was there, were there a lot of people, people here? I think they said no, but I don't remember. I could be making that up. (laughs) But I just remember, I I thought it was going to be a huge event. Like there'd be all these people there. There was no one there for this massive game. Like what is wrong with everyone? But I had a great time playing at home, so mm-hmm. um, I still remember playing that like right up until dinner time, like even like into dinner time. I'm like, I don't want to eat yet, mom. I'm playing Ocarina of Time. I was like, I was, I was in the Deku Tree, and I was just invested in the experience. So that was that was really fun. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> what about you, Tom? For me, I missed out on a lot of the big releases, like the November ones, because normally I would get those for Christmas. So I don't 
have as many launch day memories. Uh, the Switch launch was pretty memorable because I was waiting outside and got it, I guess, before everyone you know, knew the Switch was good. And that was my <laughs> waiting outside freezing experience because it was until about 2 in the morning and I believe there were a few snowflakes that day in March or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, I guess the most funny memory, it's not a launch day one, but it was pretty close where I think Dreamcast came out September because nine nine ninety nine, and this was mm-hmm. somewhere around November, and maybe it already wasn't doing well because Toys R Us dropped the price from three hundred to two hundred dollars Canadian. Oh wow! And so I was there waiting in front of Toys R Us. It's got the giant metal fence. I think there's people all lined up, you know, around the area, milling around, and because it's a really good deal, you have to get the Dreamcast and I think two games, and I'm thinking, okay. This is going to be nice and orderly. We just walk in. You have to walk around an aisle, then go to the back to the video game section. I know where to go. Door starts, the gate starts going up. It is mass <laughs> pandemonium. And as you said, people started to sprint under there right away. I'm like, well, I'm going to oh, Dreamcast. <laughs> so I, just, I book it. I think I was the second one to get one, just beaten by some smaller faster more agile kid but uh, <laughs> and that's why you that's why you run to this day no kid will ever beat you again to the yeah. end of past. Uh, the origin yeah. story of tom <laughs> and i think i think i managed to get sonic adventure and soul Calibur 2 so it was a pretty good pickup for launch <laughs> mm-hmm. i actually have like, a <laughs> assuming people will be orderly yeah for, yeah. for uh, saving 100 bucks no nope. oh, you poor naive fool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I actually have a nine 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 ninety nine story as well, just because that's such a memorable date, uh, and it was not only the launch of uh, Dreamcast but of Final Fantasy VIII. And I remember going to a Funko Land on that date and thinking, "Oh, look at these fools picking up the Dreamcast when the like Final Fantasy VIII is here!" Like I was in full on console wars mindset at that point, <laughs> and uh, in retrospect, it's like, mm, "Nah, no, nah, they probably made a pretty good choice." And I, I have to admit that I was, like, I saw the demo units up and they were playing Soul Calibur. I was like, oh, that looks so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Did make Arcane me a little jealous. Uh, I'm surprised, as a Sonic fan, Derek, you weren't enticed by a Sonic adventure. I, I I had fallen away from Sonic uh, for a while. Like, I, I since I, there wasn't anything on the Saturn, so I hadn't played Sonic in years. So Sonic Chronicles brought you back? No, actually, even worse. Uh, well, not even, well, not worse, but <laughs> Sonic and the Secret Rings is what... The, oh my God, I didn't know that. Or, yeah, actually, I don't know that. That's a good one. I'm not sure that's That was just not. like, that was the whole Wii, like, hey, I get to... Oh, I remember. I did the guide for yeah, it. Yeah, look at all the motion controls. Hey, that's a game that uses your get faster idea. <laughs> yeah, actually, you're right. Oh my God, maybe it's a horrible idea. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, yeah, not sure. Not sure. That's the proof that it doesn't always work out when you have that sort of limiter. But yeah, I uh, didn't have the Dreamcast. Although I did see, uh, I was at a youth center once where they had a Dreamcast hooked up, and I got to see somebody do the the final boss against Chaos, and blew my mind. The like, man, that bo- boss was so cool, and you had the music going on. I was just mesmerized by it. Had no idea what the rest of the game was like, but the final boss was awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, cool. yep. Well, all we have left is our 
nope, kitty, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> she starts uh, trying to step on the keyboard. I'm like, nope, that could cause issues. So, uh, yeah, stop the recording. Yeah, don't need that. So, oh. all right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, our game this week comes from Jeroen's uh, 7X. Says, uh, hey, GX crew, I have tried to create yet another quiz, which is different from the standard multiple choice quiz specific to games or something else. I created a quiz in which you guys have to guess the speed run time that it takes to beat a game like Super Mario Odyssey. And uh, it's just something a little bit different. So whoever gets closest gets the point. So no prices, right rules. And uh, he does go into hours, minutes, seconds. So, yeah. Is this just a straight playthrough or is it 100%? It is um, when he mentions any percent, it's beat the game as fast as possible. When it's a hundred percent, it's do everything. Okay, so, um, for, so yeah, let's go ahead and jump right into this. Number one, Super Mario Odyssey and getting all 883 moons. What is the oh speed run? Oh, and this is, it's in hours and minutes as well. So I should mention that. So how many hours and minutes oh, does it take I, to get all 883 rooms? Yeah. That's a tough one because that's a lot. Uh, what do you think, Andre? I'm waiting. Oh, I'll you're go. waiting. <laughs> all right, I'll all right. Four hours and 43 minutes. I was also thinking four hours. I'm going to go 20 minutes. They're blazing through that game. (laughs) That seems incredibly ambitious. So I think I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure 100% in a little over 60 hours. I could be way off base. (laughs) Uh So that's a ton of moons. I'm going to say I think it's probably closer to 7 to 8 hours. I'll go 7 hours and 37 minutes. Probably more like a minute a moon is probably a a better estimate. (laughs) Yeah, probably. That's a good point. Either way, the answer is... Dang, Andre! Seven hours, twenty-eight minutes. What would you? What, <laughs> Holy crap! What did you say? Twenty-seven minutes? Uh, I said seven thirty-seven. That's so thirty-seven. Ten, okay. Ten Still, jeez. Yeah. Dang, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Cool. My uh, my off the cusp mask worked out, or, or yeah, off the cuff mask. Math. Or, or math worked <laughs> out. So. Speaking of math, is anybody keeping score of this? Uh, uh, I can. I guess I can do it real quick. All right. All right. So, next up is Xenoblade Chronicles, any percent. And this is in hours and minutes. Any percent. Oh, yeah, wow. so it's just as fast as possible. Hmm. See, I don't watch uh, GDC a lot. So not, yeah, game's done quick, so... I'm in trouble. <laughs> you say you don't watch it a I lot? I don't, so I don't know. Like, I don't think any of us watch no. it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, at least we're on even terms. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't watch it at all, so <laughs> I don't even know about that. Uh, I will go... Hmm. Eight hours and 39 minutes. Going to go 10 hours and 16 minutes. Oh, uh, man. I was thinking I'm going 16 hours. One minute. <laughs> it is holy crap four hours and 54 minutes jeez All right, faster dang. than 
I was, I, I mean, I was trying to think skipping cutscenes and non-essential stuff, and I was like, that's still quite a bit, especially just to walk across everything. But I mean, these include glitches too, I imagine. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. So yeah, I guess you were closest once again, Andre. Oh heck yeah! All right, well, let's see if the streak continues. The Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword, any percent, uh, hours and minutes. I don't think you can skip the cutscenes of that game, can you? I don't think so. Oh. Three hours and 33 minutes. <laughs> that feels ambitious to me. Speedruns um, are crazy to me, so you never know yeah. how they're glitching things. Uh, you're talking to the guys who got two right in a row there. That is so. very true. <laughs> All right, show me up. Let's see how it's uh, I will go three in a row. six hours and 13 minutes. Actually, no. Yes, I'll stick with it. Okay. Tom? So I'll go... I'll go five hours and 15 minutes. All right. It is two hours and nine minutes. Wow. My gut. Why didn't I listen to my gut? (laughs) What was was your gut? Trust your gut, everyone. (laughs) That's just some major glitches going on. Oh, yeah. I want to see what they're doing. Uh, Yeah, I I had a feeling like there were some major glitches. It's like teleport to the end of the game or something. Yeah. Like somehow phase through the thing that you need to go through for the final fight. Exactly. <laughs> so you got that one, Derek? Yep. Nice. All right. Number four, Persona Five Royal on hard with the true ending. So uh, hard. It, true. What, what's the requirement for the true? True ending, ending just means you uh, don't have any of the extra. There's some thing. There's some choices to be made that kind of game over the game, but it's uh, so they're kind of endings, but they're not really endings. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's just like the. The, like it's a it's a critical path. Yeah, it's the critical path going to the very end, rather than like technically you finish the game by getting that game over. But got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I just know my roommate is playing that game for like over a hundred hours. Oh, it yeah. takes over a hundred hours. So yeah, you, you never know with a glitch. It's true. No. That one's so weird because it's day based. Thirteen hours and seven minutes. I'm going. I'm going to assume crazy glitches. I'm going seven hours and seven minutes. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna split the difference, and because for some reason, eleven is pounding around in my head. Eleven minutes, uh, fifteen. Eleven hours, fifteen 11 minutes. minutes. <laughs> eleven hours, fifteen minutes. So it is. Dang, should have went high. Fifteen hours, thirty-five oh. minutes. Oh hell yeah! Dang. <laughs> All right. No. It's it's weird how some of these times seem long by speedrunning standards, but are short by every other standard. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so th- this one's going to be a little harder for me because I've not played this game yet. Doom Eternal, any percent? I don't think any of us. No, have. I don't think so. Only John. <laughs> All I, Derek, you're, stop putting yourself at a disadvantage. And you're not. Okay, yeah. fine, fine. All right, it's in minutes and seconds. I'll say that. Doom Eternal. <laughs> yeah. How many right, minutes? Going, how many seconds? I'm going, I'm going hour and a half on this baby. That's more than what's in here. How many minutes? How many seconds? Wait, what? It's it's in minutes and seconds, not hours. Oh, minutes and I'm seconds. Going oh, wow. Okay. Thirty-three minutes, sixteen seconds. Oh man, I'll go twenty-seven minutes and one second. Forty forty minutes, uh, twenty-six seconds. It is twenty-one minutes, forty-one seconds. Oh, At least I got the seconds right or close to it. I think that was you again, right, Andre? Yeah, 27 minutes. God, you were on a yep. 
Warpath. <laughs> yeah, although I, I did botch the first guess, so. Yeah. <laughs> just had to reorient. Oh, the clarification. Yeah. All right. Animal Crossing New Horizons reaching the credits. How many hours and minutes? What? Is this based on real time or time? I'm guessing time travel. I guess time traveling? It would have to be, yeah. Otherwise, it, it'd be pretty consistent. It'd be pretty easy to figure out, right? I don't even know how you um, get the credits in the game. <laughs> by getting three stars on your island and getting KK to come. So hmm. that takes a while. Um, yeah, you'd be time traveling. This is probably. I'm thinking this takes like way less time than it seems like it does. Three hours, 16 minutes. I'm just going to throw out a number. <laughs> yeah, I was actually leaning in a three-hour ballpark, too. I'll go three hours and 40 minutes. I'm going to go two hours, 15 minutes. All right. I think it's actually. I think I overshot it, actually. It is two hours, seven minutes. Oh, so Tom got it. All that experience not playing Animal Crossing (laughs) paid off. (laughs) I was blinded blinded by the actual play sessions I had. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 100%. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh, gosh. I I think I've seen, like, people... That includes Korok seeds? Yes, 100%. So all Korok seeds as well. I I swear I saw the speed... Whatever time it is in hell right now. Yeah. That sounds like hell. Yeah. So sixty six uh, six hours sixty six minutes yeah, or sixty six exactly. hours and six minutes. <laughs> That's it. Oh man, I, I'm going. I'm I'm going to do full twenty four hours. Yeah, I was I was I was going higher too. I'll go twenty. Seven hours and four minutes. I hate you. I'm gonna go. I'm actually gonna go lower. I'm gonna go twenty hours. Twenty hours, thirty five minutes. There's so many Koroxes. I know. Wow, twenty hours, eighteen minutes. Oh, are you there? Yep, that was me. Nice. Wow, that's impressive. I did not think it was a full day, so I knew I knew it had to be under twenty four hours, but I did not know how much under. Yeah. All right. Batten Kaitos, Eternal Wings, and the Lost Ocean. 100%. This is an RPG. Uh, This is in hours and minutes, and apparently, according to Jerowen, it's the longest speedrun of all time. Oh, well, that gives a a big hand right there, then. Um, At least. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Sorry, the longest speedrun you said? Yeah, the longest speedrun of all time. Wow. Is it 100%ing, you said? Yeah, 100%ing it. I'll go 45 hours and 45 minutes. I'm thinking, I had the number 36 in my head, so I'm thinking 36 hours, 15 minutes. I'm thinking way higher, but I'm some, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go 54 hours and 26 minutes. It's not fair. Yeah. Why? <laughs> when we know the seal, no, I'm joking. Go oh on. my God. Oh my, a hundred? No, three hundred and forty-one hours and twenty minutes. What the heck? What? I was thinking. Wow. Jeez, I hope they had some sleep. <laughs> that yeah, that might include sleep. Holy crap! Oh, man, we should have gone. Yeah. Well, well I guess I get that one there. just through technicality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's like voiding. That's like saying one dollar for Price is Right. Exactly. <laughs> I have a feeling it's gonna end up like that. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be a big one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wasn't sure how big. Yeah. All right. 
Pokemon Yellow, any percent. Wait, what, how many do we have left? Uh, there's 15 questions in total on one number nine. What's the score so far? Uh, you're at four, I'm at three, Tom's at one. Oh, wow. Come on, Tom. I believe in you. <laughs> All right, Pokemon Yellow, any percent. Uh, it's in minutes and seconds, by the way. Wow. I'll say three, three, three. Three hours and 33 minutes. It's again, minutes and seconds. Andre loses. Oh, what? <laughs> yep. Disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Th- I'll, I'll stick with it. 33 minutes and three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> or 30 go. seconds, I guess. Uh, I'm going to guess crazy glitch 22 minutes and 22 seconds. Dang it, Tom. I was, going, I was thinking 22 minutes as well. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll go 18 minutes and 18 seconds. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. It is 12 minutes, 41 oh, seconds. what? Jeez. Wow. My God. Man. Derek with those bookends. I guess yeah, so. Yeah, that's all of the bookend strategy. That's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, Derek's going first next time. Yeah. All right, fine. I'll go first. It's Final Fantasy VII Remake, any percent. How many hours and minutes? Final Fantasy VII Remake? Yes, Remake. Oh, good. I'm glad you're going first in this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say... You just played this. Yeah. A couple times. I'm going to say... Five hours and five minutes. Okay. I'll, I have four mines. So I'll go four hours and two minutes. Okay. The interesting thing is, in this one, this, this is still pretty young in the yeah. uh, speedrunning game, too. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have, like, it probably doesn't have crazy exploits. That's a good point. And Derek, you said five hours and something? Yeah, five hours, I think five minutes. Okay, I don't want to be a bookender. I'm going <laughs> four minutes, four be a Derek hours up. and 36 minutes. Hey, that's minutes. gotten me tied to on- with Andre, so. That's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you did, too, yeah. Uh, what would you say, Tom? So, Andre, you had, like, 402, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm going, like, in between. I'm going four hours, 36 minutes. All right. It is six hours, 48 minutes. Oh, oh Derek again, yeah. right? All right. Should All right. Have been a bookender. <laughs> <laughs> you could have bookended, uh, Tom. Uh, it's going to be on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, any percent in funky mode. How many hours in minutes? Ooh. Oh, man. That'd be fun. All right. That would be funky. <laughs> Hours and minutes? Hours and minutes. I'm going one hour, 15 minutes. I'm going to go one hour, 20 minutes. Hold on. I'm going to do some math. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going... Oh, no, that's not right. My math isn't right. <laughs> <laughs> One hour. Wait, how, what, did you, what did you say? Uh, Tom said one hour fifteen. I said one hour twenty. Ah, oh, crap! I ended up with that one hour fifteen too. <laughs> so higher or lower? I will go uh, one hour and sixteen minutes. Sixteen minutes. Ah, okay. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is one hour and nineteen minutes, which puts ah, me one yeah. closer. <laughs> I hate both of you. Heck yes. <laughs> so what I did is I, I'm like, oh, there's about fifty stages, I think, Wait. and then I multiplied. A multiple of about 90 seconds each. Uh-huh. And yeah. Andre, what did you say? One hour and... 16 minutes. I said one hour 20. 
So, oh, you jerk. <laughs> I was going to say, I am closer in this case. <laughs> That's horse crap. Yeah, with non-price is right rules, otherwise you would have had it. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm surprised we all guessed so close. <laughs> yeah, that was actually, weird. that's probably our most accurate, other than Andre's first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Resident Evil, the Resident Evil 3 remake, any percent on Inferno difficulty? How many minutes and seconds? Resident Evil 3 yep. oh. remake? Resident Evil 3 remake on apparently oh, the hardest man. difficulty. That already short, so three minutes. I'm saying 16 minutes, three seconds. No, I'll go. <laughs> I'll actually go 27 minutes. I'm going to go. I'm just going to go 20 minutes. Because John beat it in an hour just yeah. streaming. Yeah. Or is it two hours? I think it was two hours, but I still. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. streaming. You're already yeah. using 20% of your game capability right there. Exactly. So, <laughs> All right. That 20 was. minutes flat. And it is 48 minutes, 15 seconds. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, it is the hardest difficulty. I think we. Oh, that's true. Uh, wh- who's who went higher? Than... I think that's me. I twenty-seven minutes. Uh, yeah, that's you. I think we're tied again. Yes, we are. Actually, no, we're not. You're one behind still. Oh, I want to recap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Super Mario Brothers. Any percent? How many minutes, seconds, and I guess milliseconds? It's gotten that competitive. <laughs> Hmm. Super Mario Brothers? Yeah, the original Super Mario Brothers, any percent. Minutes, minutes, seconds, and milliseconds. Three minutes, 22 seconds, and 16 milliseconds. <laughs> you said three minutes, 22 seconds? Yeah. Six minutes, and 44 seconds. <laughs> I've doubled it. <laughs> I'll do... Five minutes, 16 seconds, and 27 milliseconds. It is... Oh, yeah, one millisecond for me. Yeah. It is four minutes, 55 seconds, 646 wow. milliseconds. There are Tom with that. Yeah, what did you say, Tom? I said 322. And I said five... What did I say? 527? I don't remember. I can't remember. Uh, whoever remembers gets it. What's that? <laughs> oh, whoever remembers gets it. Um, I'm. I will say, based off the twenty-seven second one, I am uh, twenty uh, thirty-two seconds uh, away from it. And what I was yours? Tom? Further away was the other uh, official answer, like four twenty something. Four minutes and fifty-five seconds was the official. Yeah, so I'm further away. All right, so looks like I get that one. She's <laughs> just squeaking by. <laughs> All right. I'm disappointed in Mario speedrunners. I expected more out of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can still tie it up, Andre, uh, with All these right, last sweet. two questions. So The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, any percent, how many minutes and seconds? Oh, my God. That's a tough one because... Any percent. Uh, they are yeah. definitely glitching through that wall. Which wall? The, is there that one thing at the, at the clock tower to go into that you... Once you get oh, access. Oh, yeah, you probably could. Or, I mean, I don't know if you could, but yeah, maybe. Oh, man. I'll go hour 37. It's minutes and seconds. Yeah. Oh, what again? Yep. All right. Well, I'm going. 54 minutes. All right. And one second. All right. Tom? 21 minutes and 30 seconds. 15 minutes, 20 seconds. It is. 25 minutes, 15 seconds. Wow. What did you say, Tom? 21.30. Nice. Very nicely done. 
Yeah. I, You're telling me, don't, can you donate, donate me some of your points <laughs> like in Mario World? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Sweet. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Last one. Bloodborne, any percent. How many minutes and seconds? Oh, God. I haven't even, I have not played Bloodborne Me neither. Me either. And it, but it's in minutes, uh, you said? <laughs> yeah, minutes and seconds. So I'll go first since I'm in the lead. I will say... Thirty-five minutes and forty-two seconds. Thirty-five. Seventeen 42. minutes and three seconds. Mm. I'm going twenty-four minutes flat. All right. It is nineteen minutes fifty-four seconds. Oh, I think I got. I think I got that. What'd you say again? Seventeen. Yeah, yeah, you got over the twenty-four, uh, Tom. So eked it by. So right. the final count is Andre with six, me with seven, and Tom with two. Um, <laughs> I, I like you're on the scoreboard, Tom. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, the tiebreaker was with how little captures can you beat Mario Odyssey using glitches? So the fewest amount of captures it, Zero. to beat it. Zero? I'm going to go well, 20. Actually, no, it's probably not possible. I'll go one. I'll go All right. five. All right. High. It is. It can be beaten with only three captures in one hour and twenty minutes. Oh man! Dang, mm, that's impressive. Yeah. And you and Tom and Tom were exactly exactly apart. Yeah, with what's the tiebreaker for the tiebreaker? <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, was that was a bit one. different. Yeah, it was. So yeah. Oh. Thank you, Jerowen, for the game, and uh, I think that'll wrap it up for episode 192 of the Game Explained Real Talk podcast. So thank you so much for listening, and if you enjoyed this, uh, think about supporting us over on Patreon. Get these podcasts three days early every Friday, as well as offering up topics and games like the ones we had here, plus access to our VIP room, and if you uh, do the $10 tier, you get access to the the behind-the-scenes content that we're going to be posting, including Andre's look back at his Super Mario Galaxy 2 review. So, all kinds of fun stuff happening. So, yeah, we'll catch you next week for episode 193. Till then, bye.